Eagles Entertainment. On Monday, September 6th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey coach, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you. We'll get started here with John McMullen and Tim McManus. Hey Nick. Uh, hey John. You mentioned uh, pretty consistently during the summer you weren't going to show a lot because you thought you might have an advantage early in the season. Now you look at week one in Atlanta, uh, they have a new coach, new defense coordinator, although Dean's been around for a long time. How does that kind of work both ways and the fact that new system there, new system with you guys? I think it's to both of our advantages, you know. I mean, they, they got it. They, I'm imagining they thought the same thing that we did. It's pretty common on new staffs. Um, so, you know, they they have, you know, they've, they've showed, they haven't showed some things either, right? And so... We just got to go back and look at tape and uh, of, you know, maybe of our time in the in the past. Um, but again, not a lot of film on either of us. But, you know, Dean has called some plays and, and he's a really good uh, coach. Pease is a really good defensive coordinator. He's been a good defense coordinator for a lot of years. Go ahead, Tim, and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Nick, when, uh, when Zach Ertz's fate was kind of in, in limbo this offseason, how influential were you in, in making sure it broke in a way where he he stayed on the team this year? I mean, did you express to management that you you wanted or, or needed uh, Ertz on this team this year? You know, everything everything we do is in uh, is in the best interest. That's, you know, of our of our organization. And that's everything's a joint effort in, in what we're doing uh, with Howie and his staff and, and, and my staff. So. Um, of course, the more the the better players you have, the better coach you are. So Zach's a great great football player. You know, as I've gotten to know Zach, he's a great person as well. And so, you know, the more the more football players we we have on this team, the the better the better players we have on this team, the better we're going to be. So that's no exception there with Zach because uh, he's a heck of a player, and, and we're sure glad that we have him on this team. Go ahead, Dave, and then Martin. And Nick, I know Devontae Smith obviously seems to be a pretty mature and level-headed guy, but with him being a first-round pick and the expectations that come with that, do you ever feel the need to talk to him about those things and make sure he, he's, uh, he's level-headed about it? Yeah, you know, really what we, we just talked today about embracing our role uh, on the team today and just, you know, what is your role, embrace your role, and, and Devontae's going to have a big role on this team. So, um we talk about that all the time. Just how do you, what, so we talked about the role today and that was one thing just with everybody. And then what are the things, other thing that we've talked about a lot with our team is what are the things that are going to prevent you from getting better every single day? Uh, Cause that's the goal at the end of the day is, is just continue to make these gains of getting better every single day. Cause that's going to lead you where to where you want to be. And so, um, you know that that's one of them, right? Just to stay level-headed, know that you got to come to work every single day, regardless of what you did the day before. Um, that's also similar to what we talk about when we talk about dog mentality. So there's a lot of messaging that we that we give and we talk about that our guys know that are important to us and and really um, as a coaching staff and important to us in this building. And I think they I think they know that. And I think and, you know there's definitely not a day that goes by where I don't I don't kind of go over that thing, those stuff, those things with them. Excuse me. Go ahead, Martin, and then Rob Motti. Hey, Nick. Um, re regarding Zach Ertz, I mean, you might have known long before us, you know, that he was going to be here this season and everything. But, you know, now that the uncertainty is kind of out of the way, I mean, what's it like, you know, planning an offense with both him and Dallas Goddard? 
you know, along with, you know, the wide receivers that you have, you know, you can use both 11 and 12 personnel, obviously. Sure. Again, like, like we talk about, like the, the better your players are, the more, the harder you're going to be to defend. And so, you know, we feel like we got a lot of different groupings that we can, that we can be good, good in, you know, we have the 12 personnel, we have 11 personnel, we have other, you know, we have some other personnel that were, you know, 21 personnel, um, you know, 13 personnel. There's, there's different things that we can do uh, personnel-wise because we have, you know, uh, good players on this roster, credit to Howie and his staff. So really excited to, to game plan. As obviously, we've been game planning already, but, you know, really excited to game plan and continue game planning uh, for a guy like Zach Ertz. Go ahead, Rob, and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Nick, it's the Monday before your first regular season game as a head coach. I know you're focused on Atlanta, game planning, and the team, but have you thought about what it means to you personally, your journey to get here as a head coach as you get ready six days away? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, Rob, I'm going to say, the thing I'm going to say is, hey, I'm worried about Atlanta and only about Atlanta, and that is true, but it is it is special to me. You know, I, I come from a coaching family, and, uh, it definitely is special to me that I'm going to be be my first game as a as a head coach this this uh, this Sunday, and I know that's special for my entire family. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Excited for my parents to watch it on TV. I'm excited for my brothers to watch it on TV. One of my brothers will be getting ready for his next week's game while you know in the office as he watches it or he updates on his phone or whatever it's going to be. But um, yeah, I'm excited just because it's just such a family affair. Uh, football has always been such a family affair for us. Um, shoot, I was, this this Saturday, I, I spent about three hours of my Saturday just listening to my brother's game, Washington and Jefferson College versus John Carroll, and Washington and Jefferson got a big win. Um, so, I mean, that, that's going to be special because I just know the family interactions that we have. You know, my dad was at the game, so I would call him and be like, hey, what's happening on this play? What's happening on this play? And I'm assuming that's going to be very similar here, except for it's going to be on national television. So that's where I think it's really special. It's just just a special thing with my family. But um, I'm not going to let that moment detra- distract me from what's important, and that's just being ready, doing everything I need to do to be ready uh, this week. I feel like we've put the work in to now to be ready for this point and then just continue to work to, to be ready for this weekend. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Chris McPherson. Hey, Nick, uh, what happened to uh, Jack Driscoll, and how long do you expect him to be out? Yeah, he's, he's, he's dealing right now with just, a, with just a pec strain right now, and he uh, obviously we put him on IR, and so we're, we're, just, we're not going to put a timetable on his, on his injury or on his return. Um, so I know he's working hard um, to get back, and, and, we're, and we need him. Uh, he's, he's an important part. Of this of that offensive line, he's got a huge role, and so we're we're waiting for him to get back. But it'll be a couple weeks. Chris and then Zach Berman. Hey Nick, the team just announced the captains. Can you take us through the process and why those players, the six, were selected to lead the team? Sure. Um, players voted for it. Um, you know that that's just something that I've always everywhere I've been, the players have voted for it because you know they they got the pulse of the locker room. That's for sure. They, they're they're the ones in there, so they voted for it, and the, you saw who they voted for. I think those are you know I, I, there's there's other guys that got votes too. Um, I'm, not, I'm again I'm gonna 
I'm going to keep those in-house, obviously, um, and everything that happens in our team meeting in-house and be able to fill you guys in so you guys can do your job as much as you possibly can. Uh, but there were some other guys that, that got that got some votes too, but those were the six that, that got the most votes. Um, no surprise to me. Those guys have been great leaders since I've gotten here, um, and they've been great leaders in the past. So um, really excited for them to lead our football team. Uh, you know, that's, again, when we talked about role, one of the main roles that they have being voted as captain. That's a big responsibility when, when your peers vote you as the captain. And so excited for their the challenge that they have ahead and, and for them to lead our football team. Zach and then Jamie. Hey, Nick, now that it's a game week, how do you structure practices in a typical game week? Is it the, 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 the traditional way of first and second down on Wednesdays, third downs Thursdays, and in the red zone on Fridays? Yeah, Zach, that that that's right. Um, little, di- the only thing, little difference is without getting too much into it, we'll we'll sprinkle in a little third down on on Wednesday. We'll sprinkle in a little red zone on Thursday. Um, so you know, so again, when we get the when we get to Thursday and it's a heavy third down day, there's a little bit of a review also, and the same thing with with red zone. So very similar to what you're saying, just a little bit of a sprinkle in. A third down in red zone, so we get a just an extra day with those two, um, with the plays that are kind of staples um, for us. Jamie and Chris Franklin. Nick, you talked last week about having goosebumps and being really excited here for for your first game, and, and you were just saying as a you know a son of and someone that comes from a family of coaches, um, can you talk about? The, the dreams you've had of this moment and like, wh- what do you, what do you think it's going to feel like when you're standing on that field before the anthem, you know, getting ready to coach your first game and what can we expect a Nick Sirianni team to look like week one? Yeah. You know, again, I, I can't let the moment, uh, yeah, sure. Of course I'm excited and I'm, I'm really excited for, again for my family, excited um, to be in that, that in this role, obviously, but there, I just have to make sure I, tempo my emotions right and because I always feel like as the as the leader of the football team I think people are looking at you and if I'm too up they're going to be too up if I'm too down they're going to be down and so I just want to keep this even keel of of everything no matter what's going through my mind and and so and I got to I, I know myself I, I I need to I need that so I can stay calm and I can I can call the game the way I need to and manage the game the way I need to so um again just want to be even keeled through all that I'm sorry. What was the second part of your question? Uh, so, uh, you, nobody really knows what to expect. What should we expect to see out of a Nick Sirianni team week one? Yeah, you know, I, I just always remember my college coach saying, anytime we would go and play an away game, uh, that he'd have. High, he was a college coach in Ohio, in the Ohio area, and anytime we'd go to different parts of Ohio to play a game, he said he'd always say to us as a staff or as part of me as a team, I want them to see a, a tough team that gives everything they got that's fundamentally sound um that fights for each other that's accountable so really at the end of the day it's all those like I just always remember him saying that and like you know discipline and smart and and tough and it really is the things that we talk about with our core values right I want to see it so I really want to see us uh, being a team that connects you know we when we're in the end zone and when we get an interception or when we get a fumble recovery or turnover like I want to celebrate together amongst you know and then I want to I want to compete I want to see a team that's fighting and and that's part of toughness right and accountability 
Um, and football IQ, I want to see a smart team out there and situational football and knowing what to do and not having mental errors and knowing their opponent and who they're playing. And then biggest one to me that I always want them that people to see in our football team is fundamentals because, again, this is something that I talked about from the beginning that teams that play with good fundamentals, they win one-on-one matchups. And I brought every coach that I brought in here was – was brought in here because I believe that they could teach fundamentals and get guys better. And so all those five things, um, particularly even even a little bit more emphasis even there on that fundamental fundamentally sound thing. We'll go to Chris and then Ed. Hey, Nick, you mentioned Dean Pease uh, earlier in his press conference. And in the past, his defenses have liked to blitz from several spots on the field. Does like having a team that likes to send corners and linebackers, safeties from all those different parts of the field change how aggressive you're going to be like when taking shots down the field or even your play calling as a whole? We just have to be ready for it. We just have to be ready for it. You know, um, I think the, the first uh, blitz meeting that we always do is like you got right. We have a, we have a standard operating procedure of how we handle different different um, um, packages. So recognizing the package recognizing what they're doing out of the package and be ready against a, a coach like Coach Pease, who's a phenomenal coach, um, you know, being ready for anything that they can throw at you. And so um, knowing that, hey, we can look at all the tape that we've that we've had on him and that we've played against him in the past. Obviously, we were in the same division uh, with him for, for a little bit, but also knowing that he's, you know, he's a good coach and, and he's going to have some wrinkles too that, that we haven't seen. And so be ready, being ready to adjust to those once, you know, the, the different things that we see once we um, get it on the field. And, and my experience with that is when you got guys like we have, uh, excuse me, when you got guys like we have um, with Jason Kelsey and, and Jalen Hurts, like being able to talk through those things on the sideline when they're a new wrinkle. And so it's really good to have, the veteran leadership that we have on this team to be able to go through that. And then Jalen's just really, really smart too. So look to look forward to see how he handles that, um, those adjustments that we have to make on Sunday. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, hey, Nick. Um, I just wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of housekeeping things, I guess. You have that opening on your 53, man. Do you know which direction you're leaning to at this point to fill that? And then secondly, Jim Bob Cooter was a name you threw out there after the Jets game. And I'm just curious – what his role is and what led to the decision to bring him in. Thank you. Yeah. Um, not in a big rush there with the, with the um, 53 man roster, right? Because right, it's all about the 46 for this week. And so, you know, not in a big rush, you're going to go through all the things that we, we need to go through and go to, through them together uh, to get the best person in place for that. Um, so that's that. Um, as far as Jim Bob goes, um, you know, we brought him in as a consultant um, to, you know, I've worked with him in the past. He, he was my assistant wideout coach in, in Kansas City. So I've worked with him in the past. And, you know, obviously he's got a lot of experience and he's got a, and he's a great football mind. I think very highly of him. And so he's doing special projects for me and, and, and consulting here and which has been great. You know, if I'm if I if I, I see a play. Or if we talk about a play that it, I just think this is really important when you when you put a new play in um, into your into your system that you, maybe you saw on tape I think it's what's I think it's very easy for a coach to do that and be like oh I saw that on tape this looks great I'm just going to throw it in my offense well do you know everything there is to know about that play and so you know I'm not saying Jim Bob knows everything there is to know about every play but what he is able to do is while we're doing something else you know he's able to go research that play 
And I've already seen the benefit of that for the couple of new wrinkles that we have in this offense. So I'm really excited to have him. Um, really excited for, for, you know, I haven't really ever had that on a staff. And, and sometimes it deters you from putting in a play that you might like. And, and really, so we've really gotten a lot out of him, and I'm excited that he's here. We have time for one more, so we'll go to Mike K. Hey Nick, I know in Indy you you used uh, you used to put on the numbers of guys who were injured on your de- on your um, on your visor. Do you plan on adopting that here? And if so, why is that so important to you to acknowledge those guys that can't be on the field? Yeah, I plan on adopting. That. I just hope I don't have to do that. <laughs> um, but you know the the reason. You know, I, again, I went through an injury when I was in, in college, a pretty significant injury. And and this is where I kind of like my, my college coach came into the hospital, talked to me, um, merely made me still feel part of the team. My brother was actually the one when he was coaching. He was still at Washington Jefferson. Gosh, he's been there forever. But he was the one who wore my number on his my number 25 on his hat. And it just both of those scenarios, you know, whether it was my college coach, coming into my hotel room or my hotel room, my hospital room and, and talking to me about how he missed me and then continuing to have that conversation going as the season went on or my brother, both of those, you know, really, I was in a down spot. I was in a bad place right there. I don't want to say bad place. Like I was, I was, I was down though. Right. I, I couldn't be out there with my team. I couldn't do anything there. And so just that little, that little thing right there really, really helped me. So um, you know, of, of my brother doing that and, and Coach Karras doing that. But, again, it's not something that you do. Like, th- this is one part of it. It's also the connection that you're making um, with that player of continuing to go back and, and talk to him as if you would talk to him during, you know, if, as if he was playing. I just that's, – that's our number one core value is connecting, and it's so important as a team. And that's just not – you don't just connect with guys um, – that are playing on the sun, on Sunday, right? You connect with the guys that, that have that have went through everything that we've went through till now to get ready. So hopefully, I won't have to put any of those numbers on my hat, uh, but you'll know what they mean um, when I when I do if I do. All right, thanks for the time, Coach. For more news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky. <laughs>